Is Matthew getting 50 this year? Are we going to get a new recording? <laughs> 50 and 50 was pretty remarkable. Ryan Allison is not dead, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I mean, you found me on the side of a curb. I wasn't doing so hot, and thanks for bringing me back in, you guys. I really appreciate it. Ryan hasn't we potted are. since the hot summer July months. I can't believe we honestly didn't replace you. I didn't know it hadn't been that long. I know we <laughs> haven't potted that many times, but Rye, what gives? What gives? You know what? I don't know what it is about. Uh, maybe it's just the toll of the Leafs disappointing us. It, it's been a hard summer to get excited about Maple Leaf stuff for me. But, I don't know. I mean, now that preseason's going and we're hearing fun stories about Cowan and like watching Nyes just dummy the other teams. It, it's starting to get a little exciting to be a Leafs fan again, but not going to lie. It's been nice to just take a break from this team over the summer. I mean, Brad Treliving took off like two months where he didn't negotiate Matthew's contract or do anything. So Brad <laughs> Treliving can take the summer off. Ryan can take the summer off. That's right. Has anyone sent him an email to let him know that he still has to negotiate a contract with William Nylander? <laughs> Work's not done. He prioritized Sheldon Keefe over William Nylander. This jabroni. There's a lot of news for us to catch up on. Ryan, true or false, you escaped to America for 12 days just to get away from the Maple Leafs. That that was where your relationship was I, at. I did. I even went to Florida to the, the graveyard of the Maple Leafs. So you're, you're not wrong. Oh, boy. Uh, guys, training camp has started. It snuck We're up on, on me EU this year, man. It totally snuck up on me. Um, the boys are back in blue. I think it's cause we spent like all summer, like, w yeah, just in contract stuff. We kind of forgot there's still like a sport that needs to be played here, but the boys are back in blue. It sounds like a lot of the guys like had been in, been in town for a while getting ready. I mean, like it's, it, it, even though it's really just a different GM this year and sure a handful of different players, it just, everything feels very different this year than previous training camps. You know, the last three or four that I can remember do you guys feel that way i think it's a little different like i think the fact that matthews re-signed for four years kind of gets rid of the oh the window's closing on the core a little bit um i think last year in particular where it was like dubis running back again like last year felt like uh one more kick at the can even though i wouldn't have expected dubis leaving and keith and companies saying, but i guess it, it was last one more kick at the can was it though like it, the the core is coming back like why it felt like it was one last kick of the can but then when they i mean i guess they got through round but it still felt the same when they got out in round two and here they are again like all four of them are going to be back and playing for the maple leafs this season the same problems that we've had the past five years of how are we going to build a team around this core four and find pieces to fit in the edges like it, it's the same to me it just kind of feels like the same as it always has yeah i wouldn't have even noticed if Dubas was here, Tree Living is here, like it it feels the same to me. I think like I mean one thing that's different is I think it's more wide open now and that Boston and Tampa are no longer maybe elite of the elite of the league, but the problem is when we've been losing to some of the non elite teams anyways, maybe that doesn't make a difference. Well, but. when you, you or, I mean Tim, you do have a point though where it's like okay, we're Sure, kicking the can down the road, right? If you want to call it that, or wait, another kick at the can. What are you doing with the can? What did you say? We're going at it again. We're going at the can. Jeez. Anyway, um, keep that. We'll get into it maybe a little more later in the pod. But like, 
the Leafs are still bringing back a strong team. You know, there's always that argument after we get all these new pieces in and stuff like that. The Leafs as good as last year, and you know, I guess you could debate that all day. But if they're worse, they're certainly not that much worse, right? And that still means they'll they should be a top five team and hopefully can be number one in their division this year. I mean, some of Boston's roster looks like dog water, absolute dog water they, here. Like they they have. A Patrice Bergeron size hole in their roster. Well, I was, and that it, is not you know, but Rye, you bring up like some of the summer it was a little harder to get into the Maple Leafs, and I was just thinking about you know football's back. I love football. I'm like, geez, you know, give me a little bit of a break from the Leafs. Let me just enjoy something else here because if you remember last year, we spent whatever it was, 200 days knowing who we were going to play in the first round of the playoffs, right? Like, it was so scripted and written. Like, if we were just winning the division, maybe we'd have a little bit more things to talk about. But like. No, you're 100% right, Stephen. Like, even last season, we knew that it was going to be Tampa, Toronto, Boston in the top three in some order. But within, like, two weeks of the season starting, Boston had, like, a 14-0 and record, and we knew that they were going to come in first. So, yeah, we just knew it was us and Tampa finishing one above the other. Don't know. But that was it, and, and it was just... I mean, there's a lot going on throughout the season. Obviously, we enjoy it. We potted, like, every week, so there's a lot going on. But it's it it's definitely exciting this year not knowing, I have no idea. You could tell me the Leafs are going to finish first in our division, all the way down to probably fourth, and like it's conceivable. No. Like if I if I were to guess, I'd say fourth is very unlikely. But there's like probably six teams that could finish in the top three this year. That was not the case last year, which is pretty fun. Listen, technical difficulties. Blah 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 blah. Our editors yeah, thanks. Fix all That's that. you, Tim. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay the, something i wanted to bring up earlier uh just about like this training camp feels different than, than a lot of past seasons training camps i think part of it is the tree living effects on this team where when i think about like other years we'd have so many position battles and like uh, you know you have no idea where maybe four or five guys at training camp are going to end up slotting onto the roster where like this year's felt a little different right you talk about a guy like todd Bertuzzi. You know, like we were saying in the last pod that Ryan wasn't there for because what did I say? Todd, Todd, did I say Todd? Yeah. Ty Domi's not on the team either. <laughs> I'm going to do that a lot this season, <laughs> but, um, his son is before we were talking about, did you do that on purpose? Ty Domi's not on the team. Anyway, um, we, we talked about how tree living shoots a shot, right? Like he went into free agency and said, that's my guy who's going to play this position. That's my guy who's going to play this position, like in the lineup. Right. And it's kind of gone chalk. A little bit like Bertuzzi's at the top of the lineup. Domi's on the third line. Klingberg's yeah, in the top four. I mean, the Leafs are a little different. I think similar. There's to not last a lot of surprises looking at the defense. I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's in the top four. Like, I think he's. I mean, maybe they're, they're going to roll out his pair. I think the pairs are all going to be pretty situational, though. Like Klingberg's not going to get a bunch of defensive zone starts. I don't think. I I kind of not that I disagree. Like, yes, he's he's not going to be used intentionally for defensive zone starts but like they're putting him with McCabe like it's not like they're just gonna hide them in the offense like you don't do that with McCabe if that was the point then they would put him with Riley or something if they were just gonna hide them in the offensive zone so I I I would say that their plan is to have Klingberg be in their top four and and roll with it from there whether or not that'll work like is to be determined he definitely wasn't a top four defenseman last year so we'll see Part part of it, Stephen, what you're saying is out of 
necessity and not the best way that things are kind of locked up or or established where they are like ryan reeves is going to be on the fourth line there's no other option for him to go anywhere else we don't really have center depth which is why nylander is all of a sudden moving over to center which i'm sure we're going to talk about but like there's almost a lack of certain positions or, or certain uh players that can move up and down the lineup that we've had in previous years like a kerfoot whether or not he should have been up the lineup or not but um we're almost locked into where we're at in the, in the positions that we have. Ryan, are you doubting Matthew Nyes is a top line player in his first full NHL? Listen, I'm excited about Matthew Nyes as much as the next Leaf fan, but the guys played like six games (laughs) for the Maple Leafs. Like there's not, there's not too much to go off of. Well, (laughs) Easton Cowan preseason darling Easton Cowan's played like, yeah, four or five, and some people are asking, like, can he still ready Cowan to play with Austin Matthews clearly. this year? He looks ready. I don't know. A kid's got some juice, but he's like, I mean, if he were on the Leafs cast, he'd be the smallest the member of the Leafs pimples. cast. The, I think. the, the, the you know. makes me feel a little bit better the draft. I know when he was drafted, all that people were kind of t- looking at was like, oh, he was slated to go in the third round, and what are we doing? And I mean, four games, five games, an impressive preseason is like still not a huge sample size, but it takes the sting off a little bit. Something to get excited about. Ottawa just lost their. Ottawa just like threw away their you know, 2019 unreal. first rounder on waivers. They try to sneak him through and they lost him. So it's like ridiculous. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay Wait, attention who? to Ottawa former first rounders, but <laughs> no. But you, you don't know the name? Ah, whatever. Give me a break. I, I you know what though, Rye? Lassie I'm Thompson. Actually, sorry. Maybe it's just because it's like a a breath of fresh Lassie. air here. Lassie I'm kind Thompson. of okay with who? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Really? <laughs> I have no idea. I've never even heard that player in my whole life. I don't believe it. I don't believe what you're saying. All right, to him. continue. That man was not drafted in the first round of 2019. Um, I, it's a breath of, breath of fresh air. I kind of enjoy not having as much risk. Like we're, we're going into it, you know, tree living saying like there's an 80% chance or a 70% chance that this guy that I signed will be able to perform this role that I'm asking him to do rather than going into a season where, you know, we don't have like a Nick Ritchie or like these guys that are we playing in positions ta- that they really on. have we never in other, their previous spots. The top four. You it's don't think that that's a huge risk that we side Matt Ryan Reeves for the next three years to drag down our third line that there's no there's no risk there that we're moving Nylander to center we've, we've never seen Nylander work at center that that's not like a tremendous risk that we're going into the season yet again without like like we tried to fix it last year bringing in O'Reilly to get us some help in the top six this year we're like nope we're fine we're just gonna bump Nylander down like there's Lots of even in even in goaltending, like we have we have Joseph Wall and Samson. I'm not saying like, that that's, that's as, a perfect situation, as, if not more of a question mark than it was last season. Like, there's are, huge, are you doubting the wall? There are huge question marks. What I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is like 
last year's training camp and two years ago training camp, right? The top storylines is who's going to play first line left wing? Who's going to play second line left wing? Who's going to play third line left wing? Who's going to play third line center, third line right wing, fourth line center? All of those things were question marks. This year there's, I don't know, three? That's the difference. Now, now some of them are big. Like we have a right winger, a man who's played seven seasons or something at right wing playing center. That is a big like. What's going on That's here? What's going on? And we might as well, I guess, get It'll into be that interesting now. What that, That's going like, on. He's been playing with. That's like, crazy. With Max Domi, like. But so one thing about Max Domi, he's not your Patrice Bergeron defensive. He's more of a liability out there, but he does have creativity as far as getting things set up. So putting him with Nylander, watch out. It's going to give Mike Babcock heart attacks. It's thinking about it, I'm sure. Well, he, um, here's where it gets tricky is like that right now, for those it, who are on, you know, it's still preseason. Not everyone's as quite dialed in yet. So right now the suspected lines for at least game one of the season are going to be Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner as the top line. Matthew Nice, John Tavares, and Sam Lafferty on the second line. Robertson, Nylander, and Domi on the third line, and then Yarncruck, Camp, and Reeves on the fourth line, I believe, anyway. Maybe you could flip around some of those Robertson and, and Yarncruck or such, but some combination of those, especially down the middle, that looks like what we're looking at. But the, the problem that they're going to run into is, like you said, Tim, that Nylander, Robertson, Domi line, or Nylander, Yarncruck, Domi, that line you're going to be hiding as much as possible. You don't want anything remotely close to defensive responsibility to that line. So they're going to be tucked away in the offensive zone. But the like Tavares, uh, Lafferty, and Nye's line, you don't really want that line taking defensive responsibility either. And, and while you're okay with giving it to camp, you don't really want Ryan Reeves out there against the other team's top line. So really we have a single line in Matthews, Marner, and Bertuzzi that we don't want to be burying in the defensive end because they're the line that's going to score half of our goals. So we we have no one to play defense in four lines. Uh, it, we don't have any defense to play defense either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I fully agree with that. I, I, I do think this third line, as it's presented, is, is pretty suspect. But, like, I'm not going to pretend to be nervous like camp is a very capable defensive player yarn crook very capable defensive player and i'm excited for ryan reeves so i'm fine with that being a defensive line i'm fine with the second line being a defensive line matthew nye's takeaways all over the place you watched him in preseason this guy's got some gas he can but, do that but steven when, Lafferty's like when a we have killer. the line of there's some o'reilly tavares nylander which i love matthew nice as much as the next guy but that line is objectively better like o'reilly and nylander and tavares that line we were hiding in the offensive zone like it's 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 tough we we don't have the same tools that we've had in the past and then like you mentioned before our defense if anything has been shifting more towards offensive defense which is fine like we could use a little bit more of that but then you add on top of that that it's sam stop and wall like we've been a pretty good defensive team over the last number of years we might be able to keep up with how good offensively we've been adding in guys like domi and bertuzzi but i think we should expect a lot more goals going in our own net this season by a fair margin so the game should be more exciting more yes. goals they should be. Do you think uh, 
like the Willie at center discussion, do you think it had anything to do with his contract that he came into the office and said, I need X amount of dollars and, you know, tree, tree living's like, I'm, I, I'm not paying that to somebody that doesn't play center. You know, like is, I don't could there be so. something I mean, to I that? Think, like they've known that Nylander can play center. He's had maybe a dozen games there over seven years. No, maybe well, they drafted that. him as a center. Right, he played center. Yeah, in junior. Ju- yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say they drafted him as a center. But really? He, before he was drafted, he did place like he played a mix. Um, but I think I. I mean, Mitch played center. Mitch played center in in like I think almost all of his junior career, at least his final year. And uh, you don't hear least- ever anything about him playing center. Like, and and, and then that sample size you're talking about. Has not. I, I don't well think that this it is was spurred from the contract move. talks, but I do actually really like the move of trying Nylander at center, purely because if it works and turns out, you know, like some of the stuff they have been saying at training camp, like Keith especially has been coming out and saying, "We'll start him there. We'll give him a long run. It's easier to like start in this position than to be thrust into it mid-season." And like. Maybe if all those things click and Domi's the perfect winger for him, he could set him up or some Robertson, I don't know. But if it works, it solves so many problems for our team. We don't have the center depth. If it's good, maybe then it's what will eventually bump Tavares onto the wing as he continues to get older. That Then he just plays with Nylander, who's now just the center of that line. And like then it's okay. We can give him $9 million, $10 million because he's our second line star centerman. Like that... Like, I don't think that it was necessarily spurred from the contract negotiations, but it'd be a lot more comfortable giving him that money if he had that utility to us than if he's just another winger for us. I mean, you say just another winger, but like with him being at center, we now have a pretty big hole on second line left wing. Like we can let like uh, Lafferty all day long as a hustler. The guy is a fourth liner. He's not a second liner. You're not wrong. So all the same, it's cheaper to replace mm -hmm. a winger than it is a centerman. Like bring, bringing in a but. second line center is expensive. Bringing in someone who can play like playing with star players like Matthews or Barter and Nylander, like that elevates every other player, which is the reason why you can see Lafferty, who's, you know, a fourth or third line player play up with those guys because guys like Tavares, they just make everyone on their line better. So we can, well, if, if Nylander can do it, then you can, you know, go out and get a four or five, like a Bertuzzi, Right. And go get a player like that. Put him with Nylander. Then all of a sudden you have a really good line. Find me a Bertuzzi that will play underneath our 62 cents of salary cap that we currently have available. And that's a Brendan Pridham problem, though. I, I, I think some of my concern, though, with the Willie thing, because I do agree with you, Ryan, that I like I think the move's cool. I like the fact that it, I like the idea that it's like different and. Yeah, it obviously can really help our team, but like where it makes me so nervous is that like this yes. seems to be really yes. the only option because like well, you, if this doesn't work out, then what happens? Yeah, you, you look at it and you it's know, like, like all of a sudden that, camp that is your third line center, keeps which me up is okay, night. but it's not great, but it's okay. But then your fourth line center is like is Bram Fraser Bell Minton or, or is it like Holmberg? Like it's just it's like AHL cusp players. He's and, been good. And that's okay if you're going through the regular season, but if like you're going into playoffs and that's your solution, then like yikes, you're in you're in trouble. I can't wait 
to see Nick Robertson actually get some games in. I mean, like every every time a preseason game goes by, and it's like, all right, Robertson's still healthy. He made it. Maybe we'll see him actually play in any time. I mean, he had the Kleenexes stuffed up his nose. Like I just can't catch a break. I feel like he is going to start in the uh, uh, in the NHL. But I was listening to the Leaf Report, and it was. Pretty insane. They said over the last three seasons, he's played 82 games, not just even NHL, NHL and AHL. Right. But like it is, it is nuts to think that like, even, even the, like we're banking on him, I guess, playing in the NHL, but he really hasn't even played that much in the AHL. Like I could see a world where they decide that we got to send you down to the AHL. Part of the problem as well is that he's able to ready, go through and doesn't need waiver eligibility. I so he, he might just be the, victim of our cap struggles that he we can send him down so we will send him down and i i kind of agree with you Steve. it might be good for him just to play games and play a lot of minutes and play a big role rather than maybe like fourth or third line or something but it's uh I, I, well i don't know because timmons got injured as well and he was looking real yeah. good for us but now he's gonna be out so maybe we maybe we don't need to send him down anymore i haven't really looked into it since then uh, yeah that's a brendan pridham question yeah that's right Well, if I remember correctly, that's exactly what he did last year, though. He was in the AHL. He was tearing it up, right? Like, it was a goal a game, uh, one of the best the players in the I AHL. It, and then just like... Nick Robertson has he was 40 out. games so, a year in I don't him. know. Maybe you just throw him in there. It doesn't matter whether it's the NHL or the AHL, so it might as well be in the NHL if he's going to be good. <laughs> we'll see. I, he has to... I mean, I think his brother's going to rip it up oh, in man. Dallas again this year. So maybe that'll uh, give him some fuel for being better. The uh, I got one more thing on Willie before we, I guess, never talk about him again for the rest of the podcast. Um, well, here's oh, here's I mean, were we are we gonna talk <laughs> about his contract at all? The, oh, this is what it was. Well, I, I want to bring this up first. This is so much more important. Um, but you know, you, you mentioned whatever he's played a dozen games, something like that at center. None of that was ever at the correct. beginning of yeah. the season, right? He's never gone into the season as a projected center. Correct. I have, a, I, that gives me a lot more faith that he's getting this entire training camp. Like since day one, he's been listed as a center. He's been running the drills as a center. His mentality should be as a center. And that requires a lot more defensive effort than what he's used to. And so I, I do have a lot more faith in this than, you know, the playoffs when John Tavares is out and then we slot Willie in, who's just played yeah, eighty and games think, as a like, winger and no defense whatsoever. Even in his past history as the center, I don't. He ha- it hasn't been like a travesty or whatever. He's just been a meh centerman versus like an exciting winger. So it's like uh, Nylander, you expect to be exciting. I mean, I think ESPN is projecting him to score like forty goals this year. I didn't know that. Not sure if that's as a center or a winger though. But like he has potential to drive a line, so I think it's this is Keith kind of saying like, you want to step up, you show us you can do it. Might even with like Max Domi, Nick Robertson, maybe Nick Robertson will score some goals uh, instead of Willie. That that overtime that winner Nicky Rob game was the best of the game of last year, bar none. Best Bring game of last year, head. so. All right. Bring it on. William Nylander okay, walks into your contract. office today and says, all right, $9 million a year by eight years. Do you sign it? Yeah, but I don't think that's like Nylander's walking in saying $10 million for eight years. Like, that's not what Nylander's asking for. You, you don't think he's budged at all? 
Like, so, nah. Tim, this is the band who took Dubas till like Christmas Day to miss half a season. He doesn't oh, that budge. was that was Child Willie. Nah, I I think he's still at ten. I think he want he thinks he deserves it and he wants it. And I think the Leafs are probably just under nine. That's where they're at. So it's still, I think there's I think there's a bigger gap than what they so, would like to, to there to so be. So are you gonna let William Nylander walk away for one million dollars a year? I don't really know what the best option to do here is because like. Like what? I mean, what? What if William Nylander was saying, "I want 11. Are you going to say, you're "Really going to walk, let him walk away for two million dollars"? Like we've overpaid well, our stars by two million dollars before. I can say that was Kyle Dubas's strategy. It's like, all right, we'll overpay our stars by like one million, two million here or there. It's just tough because like we've we've seen it yeah. so many times before. We've had this conversation so many times before. If the core four and it's not working, and we should switch something up. And like, what can you do with ten million dollars of cap space? Plus, if you were to trade Nylander like with whatever you get at a trade like it's that the possibilities are literally endless like there's so much you could do with that is it going to be better than William Nylander go I don't know he's a possible third or second line center he scores 40 goals like you're definitely not replacing those goals with whoever you get I wouldn't mind getting a good defenseman but like I don't even know who's available out there so we're gonna replace him in the aggregate yeah that's right um the the trade thing is really interesting. I I literally just heard yesterday, uh, the the theory because the the Zegras negotiation isn't going well in Anaheim. Like, does Anaheim just trade? Okay, but so like like if Anaheim well, offers Zegras for tough. Nylander, today... <laughs> like obviously Nylander is a better player than Zegras is for sure. Even though Nylander can't do the special moves that Zegras can do. Well, Zegers is younger. Tempting. He's a natural We're not center. at the stage. Like, Anaheim wants a player like Zegers, who's going to be good in two years with the rest of their team. Not a player. Like, what, what would Anaheim even want Nylander for? They doubt. Anaheim's got to decide they want to start being good at some point. All right? I mean, like, they've picked towards the top of the draft the last, like, four or five years. And, and honestly, they're probably trending that way, like, this year. They're going to have so many young guys that maybe that is a move they decide to make. I mean... They they took Zegras and then they've taken top line, you know, center potential guys every year after that at the top of each draft. Like they've probably I, got I think all of it is four a point because really good I center don't prospects. Think that and then there's... they're even looking at trading William Nylander. I think either he's going to play out the rest of the season and walk for nothing, or we're going to give him something north of nine and a half million for eight years. I think those are the two options. I mean, they could even be waiting for uh announcement for what the cap's going to be like next year. Like, there's all these rumors like it's going up $5 million, possibly more than that, which is significant. What I don't understand is I don't hear anything about Nylander doing what Matthews did and just taking, like, a three- or four-year deal and then getting even more money when the cap is up another, you know, 15 or $20 million at at the end of that. Like, Matthews, if you just want to make money, which clearly all the Leaf players that's but all they care about. Matthews did it right. Like, go make your money, get your thirteen million, only sign for four years, and then get a raise in four years. Why is why is it like a sure thing that Nylander wants eight years? Oh, I well, just no, no one else. Is, I, I guess because no one else in the league is apparently doing that's that except Dalene for Austin Matthews. Wants, that apparently, that's it. what Dalene wants to do to in me, Buffalo. And I, I, I know, of it, so he's not signed. They say eight years or nothing. Like every other star ever has done. <laughs> like every other star ever. 
You think there's any Buffalo fans podcast they might, they, out there? Buffalo like, might, even talking they're about starting this? to come like, back. This might be uh, their year. I mean, I'm not going to go as far to say they're going to finish top three, but Tim, they, Tim, they have the longest <laughs> playoff drought in North American sports. The at droughts the moment. have to end sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any podcasts left? Are there any What's Buffalo what Sabres? Got? Tweet at us. X us. Call us. Um, moving down the line. No contract for Willie. Um, we got some division talk. Um, I, I had something that I wanted sure. to bring up about Klingberg. Or I guess we could talk about defensemen mm-hmm. in it. general. Is that cool? Um, I mean, Klingberg, I guess, is the biggest X factor here, right? Because the rest of the guys that we have, like, we've seen them in Maple Leaf sweaters for a while. Klingberg coming in, like, there's so much, like, questions and doubt around him, just like his skill and what's he even going to be able to bring to the Leafs. Is this a guy that we need? Something that I thought quite a bit about is the the idea of bringing him in. And in, in past years, we've been one of the worst scoring defense teams in the NHL. I mean, like, I can't even think of the last time we were outside of the bottom five in that category. And I was kind of wondering about, like, when we look at the bottom half of this lineup, like, right, you were talking about the camp. Um, Yarn Crook and Reeves line, right? Where it's like, who the heck's going to score a goal on that line, right? And we have a little bit of that. I mean, depending on how it shakes out with Willie at center, right? Like if he's not there, who's scoring on the third line? I was kind of wondering about like, what if John Klingberg can be the guy that's driving those bottom two lines and then they end up playing them a lot with those lines. You play a really offensive guy in the back end with these really defensive forward groups no, kind of I see think, what happens. What do you guys think, think about that? Going to end up with nothing. I, it'd be kind of tempting, like put him with your really offensive third line to say like goals are going to happen somewhere. Like, I think like if, if, if you put it at like in the offensive <laughs> zone, you say, like, load him up. Like, obviously the Leafs are pretty high on Klingberg. Like, I mean, he has some tightness. So he hasn't missed the past a little bit, but they had him on the first power play, Riley on the second power play. That's a I, pretty pretty big change. I actually kind of I kind of agree with what you're saying, Stephen. I don't know like if they're gonna target putting him with uh, the bottom lines. Like I think with defensemen, they more look at targeting them who they're playing on the other team rather than trying to get them matched up with their own lines. But all the same, like it we don't we it's been a while since we had some good puck moving defenseman back there like i mean actually sandine was pretty good at it he's he's gone riley is really good at it but um we don't have too many others that are that are good puck moving defensemen to get the puck moving up the other end and i wonder if part of that is the reason why our offense kind of dries up in the playoffs because our our d can't get it up to our forwards fast enough then we get stuck in our own end or gets clogged in the neutral zone and whereas klingberg has really struggled the last season his passing is still really good he's still a really good passer it's just when he's in a tight situation in his own end sometimes he'll pull a jake gardner on you and then you're like whoop here we go but i i think that either way we are going to appreciate Klingberg's ability just to get the pack puck up and at the end of the day if your puck's getting out of your end and into the other end faster then that's less time you have to spend defending in the first place so it it could lead to more offense. I don't even think it's necessarily him scoring the goals, but I think we'll have an easier time getting out of our end and getting into the other team's zone with someone like Klingberg back there. Sure hope so. 
Well, you, you talk about though, like putting him out there with like in, in offensive situations and stuff like that, right? There's five guys on your team right now, only one puck. Like if you got a line with Matthews, Marner, and Bertuzzi on it, who do you want holding the puck? Right? Like I, I don't want Klingberg and, and and maybe that's part of why we haven't had a guy like this in a while. I mean, you know, we obviously had Tyson Berry, but like they didn't use him for that. Like him being in the top six for now is telling me that like they have plans on using him for that. And that's just something that I'm wondering, right? You put him out there with like a, a defensive group or a, a John Tavares line. Maybe this John Tavares line is going to be playing some defense, like, and just see what he can that's, do. That's I'm, I'm, I'm hyped you, about the Maple Leafs right uh, now. You bring up Tyson Berry, and I think that's kind of like a worst not. case scenario for what Klingberg kind of becomes. And like, I, I feel, I feel like playing him in that, like, <laughs> with the defensive line or whatever, is almost like what Babcock did to Tyson Berry. It's like he has a specific set of skills, and you just kind of have to find the hole that his that he fits. Well, in I, that's kind of why I see why they're playing him with McCabe. It's almost like like what Riley was when he played with Hainsey, which feels like an eternity ago now, but like Riley was able to just like go and do his thing and be offensive. And Hainsey would just be back doing his thing defensively. And that's like what Jake McCabe will be for Klingberg. I I've actually, I feel like I've gotten a little higher on Klingberg as the off season has gone on. And I'm maybe it's because I remembered that Eric Carlson sucked for a bunch of years. And then all of a sudden he won the Norris trophy. So like, you never know Klingberg could just turn it around and, and be good again. But the the they team were, that Klingberg so was on last they year was so weren't they the yeah. worst team in the league? Dog water, hundred like, percent. I mean, the, you, you know that's got to be Minnesota. He went to Minnesota um, and wasn't that much better. But it's hard to it's a mid season change though. Mm. I kind of like listing off. Um, I, I like listing off with Maple Leafs defenseman and just kind of seeing Ryan wins. Don't, don't do that. Like if I say Cody Ceci, you know what does your face do? Hear? Justin Hall if is I say, not a Maple Leaf. We, we're going to need a where new is, Where did he go again? Is he on the Islanders? Yeah. Right. Oh, Detroit, right. Let him go. Yeah. Detroit. That one was <laughs> like... They are going to be in for it with them. I was reminded of that, Tim, when we were doing our fantasy draft just a, like a couple hours ago, and I'm staring at Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Larkin, right? And I'm like, you know, I, I think looking at both of them, I'm like, who do I want to take? I'm like, Justin Hall is on the ice at the same time as these guys, and you have to take, you have to assume they're going to score a couple Detroit's fewer an goals one. because like they're in like he's going to send it into the third row. The Iser plan. Oh, and they're still got nothing. I guess they have a couple good pieces. They're but... pretty, yeah. They have some good pieces. They're, but but uh, they're were, like... we ex- were we expecting them to be ahead of Ottawa and, and Buffalo? No, no. Like, so if you had to pick them, they're finishing seventh or eighth in the, the division. Yeah, but give it another year or two, and they're in the playoffs. That's what we've been saying for five years. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They've got some goalie prospects coming up. Well, they, They've got. They don't have Bertuzzi anymore because he's that ours. That guy. They got some guys. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't mind. Ryan, if I say much. Jake Gardner, what does your face good. do? He just. <laughs> oh, I got another one. Igor Ojeganov. What does your face do? All right, what? What? what yeah. Let's We're get gonna, going here. So we haven't we haven't t- mentioned his name in a while. Mark Giordano. No, it's just more defense. 40 this year. I'm pretty low on Giordano, actually. 
he was so very below average in the playoffs. And here's the thing. And maybe it was silly of Keefe to play Giordano as much as he did throughout the regular season last year. Part of it was necessity. We had a lot of injuries on our back end last year. But he just had nothing left come playoffs. And now he's only a year older. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with him being the third pair with Lilligren. I think that's that's good. But I don't think it will be good come playoff time. So when we make it to the trade deadline and we're looking for who we're adding, I'm looking for a defenseman to bump Giordano down to the, the number seven. Unless if Timmons comes back and he does that. But I don't I don't think I want Giordano on my playoff roster at this point. We'll find out. You guys hear uh, Lilligren get has had the the A on his jersey a few well, uh, a few preseason games, getting added to the leadership group. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I guess it's all right. Like really? it's basically he's played NHL games, so he gets it over Steve's and you know SDA. Or I don't even know if he's still with us. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was promising. Like I mean, for for a long time, it was like um. between him and Sandino. Like oh, who's better? Who's going to stick around? And like. Maybe that's that was an element that they. I mean, he's also just was more proven and more dependable on the on the ice and Sandin, but always good news. I I might be uh I might be just drinking the preseason sauce here, but some of these defensemen that are going to be on the Marlies this year don't look half bad either. Like I wouldn't discount some of these guys taking a step and moving up this season. You know, with the inevitable injury, or yeah, if Giordano starts I just to fall Matthews off of the cliff this year. Um. Like, like we're to that point, a big part of like when Dubas was around, it was just like, we got nothing. Like nobody moved up from the Marlies to the Maple Leafs ever. Right. It was just like, you either except for a seven years ago or you signed as a free agent. Like like, now we're getting to the point where Pierre Engvall. Well, no, I'm saying now we're into that point, right? Matthew Nyes and Joseph wall. And we're getting contributions from these guys that are, we're playing in the Marlies. And like this year could be that. Some of these guys look really good. Um, I okay. I'm drinking the sauce. I, I don't I mean, know if we have any defensemen that are coming up next. Like, year. like I think probably our next Leafs, closest but... one is Topi Numella, and he seems to have taken a step back. I don't, I don't see any buzz around him anymore. Yeah, I think he's just not the shiny new toy. I think he's still up to the near the top of our prospect ranks, but um, he's you certainly haven't heard of him saying, like, "Oh, this guy's like NHL ready." Like. It's always it's all been about uh, Cowan and even Minton's been. Yeah, but even like Cowan, like the buzz, he's not going to be here for another two years. Like the kid's like no. twelve. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. Fraser Minton well, our yeah. first round pick last year, or was that two years ago? It's fun to have. I don't know. He, he looks really good too. You just wonder some of these. Some of these guys coming out of junior, like the things that we know, like who's to say it all has to go exactly as it used to be where you play in junior for a while and then you play two years in the AHL then you come right up. Like the training and the, the development these guys are getting and the strength, like we could start seeing a lot more. Well, I think part you know, of it is like Matthew Nyes right? or like, guys that are a lot a more ready guy, earlier. Right. So like he, um, he had an NHL body at like age nine. So he, he like is able to make that jump easier than someone like Robertson who's just smaller and got hurt all the time. Right. Or like. Well, no, I, like even hey, Sandin sp- and like Lilligren, like they took a while. Like it, it just depends on the player. Like I, I don't think it even has anything to do with how good they are. Just to, like the the body and what role they're playing. Like part of the problem with Robertson and Nyes is that they need to play on a scoring role to be effective. So like playing on the fourth line with Ryan Reeves, even though you love him, 
it's, it's just not a great fit for either of them. So they have to play in the third line or the fourth line, and there's not always a spot up there. Second line. Yeah. Speaking of body, we can we do my favorite uh, segment of it. the off season? Ah. No, I've been planning all pod long for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the biggest gainers and the biggest losers of the offseason. That's right. Which of your favorite Maple Leafs and Marlies gained and lost the most weight over the whatever two months off that we had? Let's start with the biggest gainers. This is in no particular order, but some of this is going to shock you. Austin Matthews, fan favorite, $14 million man. Seven pounds this offseason. It's all stash. Tim, is it muscle or fat? muscle. He's got to get pushed around. (laughs) Could it be the wallet? The wallet's a little heavier? Morgan Riley, uh, 6'1", 225, up three pounds. That's yeah. That's like nothing. That's like he still was wearing his he shoes. Like he stepped, hasn't yeah, gone to the bathroom always. yet today. Always um, funny seeing the people that like grew an inch over here at. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was about to get into. So uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, six two two hundred, gained an inch in fourteen pounds this summer. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: he is coming from a U.S. market. A Canadian to a Canadian market. How, how many Could kilograms? That be a metric thing. I don't have much respect for the city Boston. of Detroit. Like, I, I don't know. Do they know how to count up there? Uh, Max Domi, 5'10", 208, 14 pounds. He's not a big guy. That's a lot, man. 14 this summer? Could be staying at his dad's house. No, hang on. I got one more. The biggest one here. Connor Timmons, 6'2", 206. This That's man gave 21 big ones this Rip. summer. What? And we're talking about that he's got like an injury. Yeah, your joints aren't used to carrying around a. You're essentially like pregnant with twins. He has an impressive playing, couple games in the preseason. Twenty-one more pounds before he got injured. Simmons? That, 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 that weight's working for him. He was maybe malnourished before. Got got on the. No inch gained for him though. Sam, by the way, uh, Sam Lafferty and Martin Jones also gained an inch this summer. So. Well, hang on. Lafferty's Maybe. bald, so could it have been that he just like started to grow it a little bit, and that's what they went off of? All right, tell me the a biggest bit loser. of like peach fuzz or something, kind of like baby hair. I don't know. All right, uh, some of this I might not pronounce correctly. Marshall Refai. Sounds like a loser to me. Do you know who that is? What position he plays? <laughs> well, he had a rough summer because he dropped two, <laughs> two inches and sixteen inches. pounds. He was six two. Now he's six foot oh. Yeah, at least he didn't like go drop below six foot. Hmm. Uh, Pontus Holmberg down fourteen. Uh, Holy smokes, brother! Like what? Nazem Kadri would have gained. I mean, the guy twenty-five is pounds in off season if we were doing this pod thing. Um, David Camp. Uh, David Camp six two one nineties down seven. That guy is juiced to the gills already. Gonna... Like. I mean, sometimes when Where these guys seven drop pounds the weight like from? that, it's because they want to get faster. Like, I remember like, Matthews went down 10 pounds a couple of years ago when he was working out with McDavid. It's like, I got to keep up. These guys. This guy's jacked anyway. Uh, yeah, John Tavares, 6'1", 211, down five. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Listen, he's a, you know. Anyway, uh, Mark Girodano, 40 years old, the oldest skater in the league. He, he gained an inch and 
lost three pounds. He's 6'1", 202. If you say so. We're done. How about that? We're done. I've had 40 I've heard years old, you gained an inch. I am what? That's it? <laughs> some of this is I am some wondering, of this is bizarre. What, what How are you gaining and losing John inches Tavares in your height? Be this season? Last season, I, I think he was right around his career average, but he had a ton of his production was on the power play. I think like two-thirds of his goals were on the power play, just sitting in front of the net. Do you guys think he's going to do the same? Is he still going to be power play king? Is it better five on five worst power play like what, what are you expecting from Tavares playing without Nylander at the beginning of the season even I mean usually like unless if you're Alex Ovechkin you don't like power play is a little more unpredictable as far as consistency so I think he probably takes a step back like is he still a 30 goal guy like could be get could get 30 goals maybe not playing with uh Lafferty sitting Matthew Nyes though um I don't know I think he I think, I think he gets like 70 points Dude, that's what I'm points, thinking. How many points? What do you guys think? How many points? It's hard for me to realistically expect that he's going to be at, like at the same level. This like decline needs to happen. Let's just hope it's not like a steep decline. But I think playing with a fast, like hyped up, you know, couple of jackrabbits next to him in uh, Sam Lafferty and Matthew Nyes. That's some speed, more speed than he's used to, right? I mean, how many seasons we've we done this podcast where we're going into it with Kerfoot on the left and Nylander on the right. I, I, I am pretty optimistic there. And, you know, his, his role might change a little bit too, or like, especially not playing with a guy like Nylander, he's going to be holding the puck a little bit more. Uh, I'm definitely like optimistic. And, you know, just always going back yeah. to uh, Stamkos, right? Having the best season of his career, was it last or two years ago, which would be the same age that John really? Tavares is now? Yeah, you got like you got a hundred anyway, points. I'm, remember? I'm, oh, points! I'm feeling good. Yeah, I I like it. I like it too. Actually, I yeah, agree with I'm exactly feeling what good. You said Stephen. I like that his line oh. mates are just like zippity zap jackrabbits. Jackrabbits was a good word to describe them. I I am concerned a little bit that he won't have Nylander to to set him up. Like Nice, I don't know. Is, I don't really look at Nice as being much of a playmaker, and I don't know if Lafferty is either. So. I might prefer to see like Domi on that line instead of Lafferty, but I kind of like Domi with Nylander too. So I don't, we need more Domi's, but it it is. Oh, Ryan, if you don't remember, if you don't remember Nyes being a playmaker, you you were asleep last year I, in the playoffs. That guy was making digging some it out plays. of the corners, which is good. And I remember Be him ready. having a like looking dangerous himself. I don't remember him being a, a playmaker though. But hey, he could be better. He. He was. You remember he was on the ice for like every overtime winner but Steven, of every did he game gain or lose or this offseason? Yeah, that guy's That's... making plays. We. That's right. I we I don't know. know if we don't. He wasn't in the building last year. Clean sheet. So we don't we don't have that data. Um, I think he gained. That's all I remember hearing about when he was at minnesota was that the leafs uh like staff would visit him somewhat frequently and just get on about not eating enough all right well let's let's shift he's like the size of two of us same question but just about our top line matthews marner and bertuzzi are you guys expecting like i feel like the last time we had a line that i was personally had as high expectations for was when it was matthews marner hyman that was like this is just three players on this line that are all great and this line is could just be the best line in hockey there's a few other lines, specifically one in Edmonton, that probably has something to say about that. But if all three of these players delivers like I think they're going to deliver and could stay healthy, especially for Matthews, 
it could be the best line of hockey. Am I wrong? I mean, Matthews Marner together, 80 goals is the ceiling, is the floor? No, ceiling. Um, no, I mean, it is funny to think about it as like best line in, in hockey. Like, I don't know. It's those two, those two together, Matthews and Marner specifically, fire. They're just great. And, and Bertuzzi, I mean, though. Like, Bertuzzi's not nothing. And like, you put a third person, like, Matthews and Marner are going to take all the attention. Like Bertuzzi uh-huh. should have the best season he's had in his career. He's never played with guys like Matthews and Marner. He's played on Detroit. The, the guy what... in that spot always does, right? Except for Nick Ritchie. The guy in that spot always has the best season of his career. You're totally right. Um it it should be the it should be contending for the best <laughs> line in hockey. It is certainly the most expensive line in hockey. So if you're gonna be if, I don't know. You better look good if you're gonna make that much money. Give I mean, me a break. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, like, because you, you talk about Hyman and uh, uh, Bunting, like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews made those guys, right? They made those guys, and like, here's a guy who's already right. made before he It'll showed be up. Interesting, what kind he's of year Marner so much has? Because like, even though it's he's signed next year as well, similar to Matthews, he's gonna be signing. He's likely gonna be signing a contract this off season. So like, how he does this year is gonna yeah. Influent, like, do you think he's gonna get thirteen and a quarter? Like, get get the Matthews money? No, of course not. I think that it's. I think, you think he's gonna I get thirteen and a quarter? I think he's gonna say, "Pay me like Matthews." No, I don't think so. It'll be something cap's with twelve. Gonna, the, the cap's gonna go up, and he's he's gonna get a matching contract. To, the difference the is, is that I think Marner will take an eight-year deal. I don't know why we're talking about Marner's contract. That's that should not be the, the topic of this show. Relief fans is what we do. Well, I know. I think he. We're going to go to next <laughs> season. Marner's our third line center, and then it, this it's just the routine. Then the like, year after Marner that, makes 10. John Tavares is our third line and he's center. had nothing but like hundred point season. You think he's only? He gonna actually get has a not had a hundred point season, Tim. So check your math. Ah, you round up. Marner's <laughs> going to be rounding up. <laughs> Listen, the Allison boys going at it. That it's pod one of the season. <laughs> yeah, we did say we were all going to weigh ourselves, and then um, I think we all forgot to. Why did I own a scale? Tim, do you even own a scale? <laughs> well, that's why I ask. I mean, like, I haven't weighed myself in months. We're probably about the same. The, for the listeners that are at home, we're all about the same. Well, that's not true. Except Ryan right, let's is talk about the division. four inches taller. And we don't right. know why. Ryan, tell we us don't know that why. why the Ottawa Center is going to win the President's Trophy this year. You're way too high on that team. They're not going to... Wait, hold on. You're, what, what are you doing? They're not going to win the President's Trophy this year. But they are going to have a good team. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if even both Ottawa and Buffalo end up making the playoffs this year. I really don't know what how how much worse Boston and Tampa are going to be. I hate all the talk that I'm hearing right now about Tampa with Vasil- since Vasilevsky got injured about how like, oh, like who's this going to help the most? Like it could help the Leafs because now they don't have to worry about Tampa, but it also they're going to help them. It's like, do you guys remember that season that Tampa broke the record had the most points ever, or the most wins ever? I forget what it is. Vasilevsky was injured for two months of that season. And their backup, whose name I've completely forgotten, it was just some really long Russian name, was went like eighteen and one 
over that stretch. So like, yes, this team is going to be worse than they have been. Yes, not having Vasilevsky is going to hurt them. But like, I feel like people are just writing them off like, well, this team's doomed now, probably going to miss the playoffs. No, I think they're probably going to finish second in the division if I had to place a position for Tampa. I probably agree with you on Tampa. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as high on Ottawa or Buffalo. I would I would be quite surprised if both of them make the playoffs. But like, what, are you higher on Florida or Boston? Like, they suck. I'm higher on Florida than I am on Ottawa. I think like, Florida's a trash heap. <laughs> they're so bad. Well, I mean, Chuck is king of the trash heap. Kachuk like, had like what? two good months. Bobrovsky had two good months, and they won a bunch of games. Like, there's how what confidence do you have in Bobrovsky right now? I think that he's no. as much of a wild card as any other goalie is. They had even if they, they even barely if made the playoffs they, they last year. Other good barely, ones. They and they and they should only get worse. Yeah, I don't know. They they did. Uh, you have to they give them that, that respect. Thing. They beat us in the playoffs, and like, I I I mean, like, I was drinking the sauce. I think even last summer, I'm talking about the sauce all podcast today uh, on Ottawa. I was a year early, but now I really just like I don't think so. I mean, yeah, like like you've lost like some of these proven guys like Debrinket. There's still so many question they've, marks. Hold on, they, they've addressed some I'm of the not, question marks. Like Corpus as a Leafs is, fan, I'm not scared of them. Like there now. and. And Forsberg's not bad either behind him. Like, maybe it's bad podcasting. Like, some of this I just don't even care. Like, unless they're competing with us for the top of the division, like, how much was Boston caring about all the teams below them? I want to be number one and just, like, if Buffalo wants to make it, that's fine. I think Ottawa's goaltending is better than our goaltending. The Leafs, I don't care. Excuse me? I mean, there's a reason Samsonov only got three million in his arbitration. Like it's he he wasn't even healthy throughout all the playoffs. Like I I don't know. I I, I think they're going to be fine. Time will tell. I, I am thrilled though about the idea that Boston is not going to have Patrice Bergeron this year. Going to take a step back. That center depth looks worse than the Marlies. Yeah, Boston's never bad. Like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. They should should be worse. Like, yeah, one of those years. In 2015, they they got all those first-round picks in the best round of the best draft in, like, 30 years, and they squandered all of them. Mm -hmm. The one sweet moment. Are you talking about Zachary Senshin? Uh, one of them was, um, oh my gosh. One of them was that guy that, uh, got into the fight with now. Steven and got doesn't even ejected. know who was drafted in the first uh, round by the Bruins means they're nobodies. Did you? What? I just got two of them. No, hang on. And then the third one, I know, I know who their second round pick was. Jacob force back Carlson. Google it. I know who their second round pick was in 2015. That's it. All right. I don't know all three well, of the guys. On that note, should we should we wrap up? Are you guys excited for uh, a season starting? What is there anything that you're like looking looking for? What's the big biggest question mark? Oh yeah, you guys are keeping your eye on and as a season. For, for me, it's it's not even close that it's Nylander at center and if that works. And I don't think that'll necessarily be answered in game one or day one. But if 
like I think that that just has too big of implications throughout the rest of our lineup if it works or doesn't work. If it doesn't work, I honestly have no idea what we're going to do. And if it does work, then I think we're pretty solid. So for me, it's Nylander, not even close. For me, it might be Klingberg on defense. That's like $4 million uh, that may be a total anchor and like not work at all. Or it could be like fantastic and he bounces back. There's so much variation. Like Nylander, it's like, yeah, we kind of know what's going to be. Like definitely a question mark, but I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces up between center and wing kind of every other game. I don't think so. Maybe but, late in the season, but I think for the first like month, for all of October and maybe a bit of November, I think they're going to put him at center every game. Oh, you mean until Sheldon Keefe is fired? Yeah, once Sheldon Keefe is fired, then they'll switch it up. Oh my gosh. I can tell you what I'm most excited about. Ryan's right that I, I think for it's Willie is like the most interesting thing, but I'm most excited about the big blue on the fourth Get line. Here. Ryan Reeves. I might just a like couple guys mute the TV while he's on one and the lead. No, listen, I, I hope more than anything that is what that I'm Ryan Reeves is good for. and not an, I don't want him to be a goon. I don't want him to be a loser who just hurts people. I want him to be serviceable NHL defenseman who lays big clean hits. Yeah, forward. My mistake. Big. I knew he's a forward. I don't know why I said that. A big serviceable NHL forward on our third line who could lay some big hits, make our team more physical. Like if he could do that, I would be so happy because we're stuck with this bum for three years. Do I think it'll happen? No. Do I want it to happen? Not really, actually. I don't, I don't like him at all. <laughs> we'll see. It would be good for the Leafs. You say you say he's a defenseman just because yeah. like, it takes him a little longer to get into the offensive zone. He's more like a defenseman. He's, he's, he's crossing that blue line a little late. Fine. He's fine. He's fine. I don't believe a thing that Ryan's saying here about this Ryan Reeves stuff. You're not on board. That's fine. We'll talk about nah. it later. Go Revo and go Leafs go. Go Jays.